Welcome to Knights of the Video Game Table Podcast, episode 103, Sub Night. Frank's down. We need a sub. Call him the Sub Night Miles. December 11th, 2012. Thank you for joining us in another episode of our podcast. Hell yeah. Yeah, yeah. And yes, uh, for those of you who care, that's a new voice on our podcast this week. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, Frank didn't change his voice. Frank isn't here to- today, so uh, <laughs> he had a stand-in. Yeah, Frank is still having internet uh, issues, hopefully resolved by uh, next issue, uh, next episode. Oof. But for today, we have uh, Patrick's uh, good friend, Miles. Yes, sir. Thank you. I, I appreciate y'all. I appreciate y'all for having me. It's a, it's an honor. Yeah. He, after uh, I told him he was mentioned on the podcast last week uh, for the no scope, uh-huh. um, he got all excited and he just had to be on. Cool. Cool. Yeah. You know, it's just something new. I'm trying to venture out, doing new things. You know, I like video games and movies, so you know, might as well talk about it with my fellow fellow people. Yay! Yep. All right, so quick update: uh, new uh, some new things are coming to the website, um, right. along with the character database. It is long overdue. We are uh, adding and changing a few things around the um, uh, posts with videos. We'll now have a spoiler uh, tag to them, just so or uh, not a spoiler tag, a hide hide show tag, so that they don't load unless you want to see them. Because I know it's been slowing down certain computers. Um, what else? But yeah, the the character database is the big one that I've been working on. It's uh still pretty yeah, far out. Yeah, you've been out. putting hell of working on that thing. Yeah, I know. I I got up about 163 characters right now. 164 characters, uh, just their names, not not much about them yet. But um, if if anybody out there wants to help, uh, drop us a line either on Facebook or our email, and um, I'm, we're always looking for help on that kind of stuff. And some few other minor things coming to the websites that you know the website that you'll just see over time. And uh, obviously, we're pushing back versus again because without Frank here, since he was in charge of uh, getting the series or the season ready. And yes, I think about it. It'd for, be like that. So is, is Frank? He's the other knight of the of the table, or yeah. Oh, okay. I got you. I got you. Well, thank you for letting me stand in. I, I'm a sub knight. How about that? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's get right into what we've been playing then. Um, I'm going to go ahead and start like always. And I played two demos this week. Oh, uh, nice. the, the first one was the Nino Kuni Wrath of the White Witch demo for the PlayStation 3. And this is a game that I talked about last week that's uh, based on um, Ghibli Studios anime. Or not based on, but it's, it's by them. Uh-huh. And it's a beautiful yeah. graphics game. It it really pushes the PS3 to its limits. That's how beautiful it is. Um, the now, game what is, comes that? Out, is that third person or first it, person? It's or a role playing game. It's oh, a third person role playing, oh. like um, you know, any pretty much any of the role playing games out there. Right, I guess. Yeah, it's exclusive for PlayStation Three, so I guess my PlayStation Three will actually get to be used pretty soon. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, when I uh, booted up my PlayStation 3 earlier this week to download it, it took a half hour to download the uh, update for the system, and then uh, 15 minutes to update the store app, and then a half hour to download the uh, demo, and then 15 minutes 
to install it. Damn. Yeah, it was Shit. ridiculous. I mean, at least I kept up on it a little bit. Now that that's what mine wasn't that bad. No, I just updated my PlayStation maybe a month or two ago. Yeah, well, that that's that's what always happens with the new games. You know, you put you put it in and you still gotta update it. You know, this. And PlayStation Three has such slow servers, so. Yeah. Slow. Um, the other demo I played, I actually can't find the name of it. I wrote down the wrong game. So it was a demo on Steam. It was a point-and-click adventure game and uh, turned out to be a waste of time. So it doesn't really matter anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I played some more Dishonored. Uh, probably about four or five hours in now. I played like two hours, two and a half hours one day. That game is awesome. It's just it's, it's really cool. Um, I like it, like I said in past episodes, I like it because you can, um, mix stealth and non-stealth together, like, in this game it's great. Um, you don't get penalized for being seen, other than you don't get the, uh, bonus, but I mean, like, it, it really doesn't hurt your character or anything, like in other stealth games. So, you know, um... What, now, what are you playing I, that on? Is that a 360 uh, or PS3? Yeah, Xbox 360. Oh, okay. Yep, yep. And then last game on my list is a game I mentioned last week also, the Yeez, the Oath of Felgahana. And this is a, the, on Steam. And, uh, yeah, I got through the first two bosses. And the only problem with this game is it hurts my hands to play because it's, it's really a button masher. And, uh, yeah, I just – my hands don't like that anymore. You think, your, you think your hands would be stronger from all the jerking off you do? You would think, but, you know, it just doesn't work that way. <laughs> I think, that's, yeah, I think that's the wrist and the arm. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's my list of games, so I'm going to go ahead and pass it over to Miles. All righty. Thank you very much, sir. Well, uh, lately I've been I've been on that Black Ops 2. Love it. It's off the hook. Uh, I've been using a lot of that no-scope, so that helps a lot. Um, actually, me and Pat were, I think we were talking about this earlier, either at work or someplace else, about how you can't peek around the it doesn't let you peek around a corner you know you can you can hide behind something but you can't peek around it remember remember we were talking yeah, about yeah yeah about how yeah it's not um like they're trying to make it more realistic like the most realistic online play and everything for real life but yet it's first person so you can't ever uh you know like peek hug the hug the walls and and peek around corners right yeah yeah i think they were just trying to you know, keep it true to the original Call of Duty franchise or whatnot. You know, but other than that, the, the game is sick. I, you know, I love it. Um, and also, I've been playing uh, Grand Theft Auto Vice City on uh, on iOS on my iPhone Five. That game <laughs> is off is off the hook. Let me tell yeah, you, yeah, it's a good game. Yeah, but I, I, I me, me and him this full to argument because I'm just like, <laughs> man, I can I don't want to play that game on my phone. I want to have a, a controller. I want to. Um, you know, be able to, uh, uh, I don't know, it's, just, it's just uncomfortable for me to be hunched over my phone, and, I mean, even you were bitching, I can't fly this plane, like, yeah, well, that's because if you had a control <laughs> in your hand, it'd be a lot easier. Well, well, well I mean, I think they, it's optimized for the five, you know, I'm out, you gotta, you know, you give it a couple tries, you know what I mean? Yeah, well, they did, I heard they did make it, uh, pretty playable on the phones, but I agree with you, Patrick, it's like, I'd rather sit down with a controller too. Well, you know, hey, to each his own. To each his own. You know, I'm not gonna. I mean, I play mobile games all the time. I'm, I'm, you know, but. Well, I just mean like, for example, okay, I got one for you, there, Miles. 
when you were at work and we and you were complaining about <laughs> jumping off your bike, <laughs> the motorcycle. And now, see, he has it. Uh, well, I, I what changed it? it. Yeah, that. No, I'm talking about that. What would you put on your phone so you could put your own uh, list, music list? Oh, the the how you can put your own music in in Vice City, the the playlist. Yeah, but see, the only thing is, it 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 plays your your music, but every time you get off the out of the car or off a motorcycle and you get back on, it starts over from the very first song. Yeah, it starts from the yeah first song. That's see, that's that's the thing I'm talking about to where they optimize the game, but they lag on other stuff. You know what I'm saying? Well, the, but the funny thing is, so we're sitting there and. <laughs> You know, we're sitting around waiting for someone to call in at work, and this fool's, you know, I can hear the song playing. They're <laughs> backing up like a dump truck or something. <laughs> and uh, and this, <laughs> all I hear is, damn it, I accidentally jumped off the bike. So he gets back on the bike and back it up like a dump truck. Back it up. You hear the song, the song's about to be over. Damn it, I got off the bike. He gets back on the bike, back it up like a dump truck. <laughs> wow. Yeah, they they haven't quite figured out how to put it on shuffle yet, which I don't know why they haven't, which is some bullshit, but Yeah. But regardless, the game's fun. I'm deep up in it. Fifty thousand dollars. <laughs> I'm trying to buy properties. Other than that, you know, hey game the games are sick. Nowadays, you know, these games are off the hook. You know, when I was younger, I wasn't allowed to play no damn games at all. I oh play- yeah. I had to play with Tinker Toys, you know what I mean? I was <laughs> I was on a regular PC playing Wolfenstein. I couldn't even go online. So, you know, it's 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 been it, the games have come far nowadays. So, and with that, uh, that about wraps it up. All right, how about you, Bat? Well, we all should know the first game that's going to be coming off on this list. <laughs> it's been. If it hasn't been Gears 1, it's been Gears 2. If it hasn't been Gears 2, it's been Gears 3. I so, think there's been a Gears game on your list since the day we started this podcast. I really, <laughs> I, I think I so. I think there might have been one day there wasn't. Yeah, I know recently you almost didn't have it, but you ended up playing it like a half hour before the podcast or something. Yep. So, of course, Gears of War Trace. Um just trying to level up as much as I can in that game. Um, and guess what? In about what three, no, about four months, I'll be saying Resident Evil Judgment. Or excuse me, Resident Evil. I was going to say Resident Evil Judgment. I was, I was looking at a new story that said Resident Evil. Gears of War Judgment. So, oh, Judgment, yeah, there you go. Yeah. yeah, did you see the new trailer for it? Uh, I heard there was one. I haven't seen it yet. I'll do the show notes, though. Um, all right. Other than that, uh, Dead Island, just awesome game. Awesome, awesome game. Now, what is that? First person? That's first person or third it's person? First per- it's a first person like RPG game. Oh, okay. And like, see, when I first bought that game, and I, I know that our listeners have probably heard me tell the story a million times, but um, I didn't realize it was an RPG game. I thought it was just like another zombie survival, you know, type of game, and it. I, at first, I was like, man, I'm not sure if I like this game. Um, there was a lot of bugs, and then once they got the bugs fixed, and I started playing it more. This is probably one of my top top ten games ever. Um, it's just, uh, I'm not the biggest RPG, which everybody knows that, and I'm getting more into it, but it's uh, it's way different than your normal RPG, so that's probably why I like it. <laughs> Kind of, kind of like border, Borderlands or something, huh? Kind of like Borderlands, but with zombies in a way. This don't. It has a mixture of a couple of different games in it. 
okay. Uh, the next game, uh, Angry Birds Star Wars. <laughs> you were playing that when you picked me up. I was playing that at work. <laughs> yeah, he plays that all the time at work. All, the time. all I hear is down, 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 <laughs> down, down. down. Exactly. Pig, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't normally, like I said, I don't know, normally put all my my iPhone games or phone games on here, but guess what? It's Star Wars, so it's getting put up there. Yep. Star Wars is fucking awesome. I can't wait yes. for the Jedi to come out on it. I just eat uh Tatooine, the the um Death Star and Planet Hoth. Cool. Uh finally just still chugging along on my Gears of War uh Anvil Gatebook. Um you know, slow at work, that's what I'd be on if I'm not playing Angry Birds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Other than that, that's it. So I'll move on to what's coming out. And what's coming out for the week of twelve sixteen to twelve twenty two? Pretty much jack shit. <laughs> of Sonic and All Star Racing Transform for the PS Vita, and WWE Wrestle Fest for the XBLA. So many good games coming out this week. Oh yeah. So also, <laughs> <laughs> well, the closer to Christmas you get, the least you know the, the majority of the big games come out in October, November. Right. Uh, release date updates. Uh, I got the first one here. We got GTA San Andreas coming to PSN this week. So by cool. the yeah. it's out, it will be out already. Uh, Which is kind of yeah, funny. it probably came out today. My oh yeah, yeah, T- today's Tuesday. Yeah, probably did. Yeah. So uh, it's San Andreas has been out for Xbox for probably a good two years. I think it's been out for a while. Yeah, it's been out a oh, good, so good while. I'm surprised it's just now coming out for uh, PS3. Yeah, well, it's all. Yeah, I mean, it's all it's all politics and big big business. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Basically, yes. Yep, that's exactly what it is. Y'all, you guys, the the 360 always gets you know stuff earlier because of Microsoft and all that. But hey, it's places well, get stuff uh, before. San Andreas came out on disc at the same time as it came out for 360, just not... Right, right. Yeah. Uh, the other release date update is the PlayStation Plus members will be getting um, Super Street Fighter 4 Arcade Edition uh, added to the free list of games that you can get. And the uh, other game that's going to be free is called um, Rochard or Rochard. Um and those should be available by the time this comes out, too. So if you're a PlayStation Plus member and you want those games, go download them now for free. Yes, sir. And I will go do that. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if I was into PlayStation, I would definitely get the Plus. It's it's really worth it. They give some good games away for free. They do. Should I got my uh, Infamous 2 for free? I got, uh, what did I get? Because I got Infamous 1 and something else for free when I, when I had it for like a month. But... Yeah. But the only thing is, Miles, about you getting these free games is they're they're downloaded onto your system, so you can't trade them in. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Leah, Leah, let's start talking about that. <laughs> <laughs> you want to trade in all your games, nigga? <laughs> all right. Well, inside joke uh, from work. <laughs> obviously, because no one out there listening is laughing. Oh. I'm laughing. That's all that matters. <laughs> all right. Since uh, not much release dates are in, or much coming out this week, it's a short first half or first part of the podcast. We're going to take a quick break, as we always do, and we will be right back. <laughs> 
from our break which um, I thoroughly enjoyed yeah it was uh, uh, quite refreshing <laughs> alright let's get right into some news now start out with uh, Metal Gear Rising watches to be uh, that are going to come out in Japan limited to 1,000 of them and um, they're going to retail for approximately $445 good lord that's a lot of money Seriously. Uh, and the only reason they're worth anything like that is, is because of the limited edition. The watch itself is uh, really nothing special. I haven't seen it yet. Let me see. Let me click. I mean, it, yeah, 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 click on it. It's 36,750 yen. Yep. Looking at the front yeah, of it. Know, that's it looking at the front <laughs> of it, you can't even tell it's Metal Gear. I no, mean, you just, can't. just like you the can't. You're right. You well, can't. I mean, the, the grid. Yes, but even that, I mean, <laughs> I mean, it's cool. I, I would buy, well, not for that money, but I would buy one because it's such a special edition. Um, if it was like, you know, 80 bucks, or 50 bucks, maybe, but not that much money. <laughs> Plus, oh, you know what? You know what actually else comes with that Metal Gear Rising Revengeance? Um, I think there's some, it's like a, it's like a lamp, a, a glow, uh, his sword. It, uh, it lights up with like blue, you know, with the lightning or whatever it is. Yeah, I think they're offering one of those too. You, you know the, the, what they got to do though is um, what's it called? Uh, they have to have an alarm on there with the the, the you know the. Oh yeah, I bet they do. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, right? The what's it called yeah. sound? An alarm. Are you talking about the uh, alert sound? Yeah, yeah. Um, it also comes with yeah that. <laughs> it also comes with. Um, an illustration with from the uh, Metal Gear a- artist and a message card from the artist. Um, I'm, I'm guessing for authenticity. Probably. And it, it's sold on their website, uh, which is a uh, if anyone's interested, Konami Style JP. Um, I believe it's only in Japan. So if you want to buy it in America, you'll probably have to pay a lot more than the 445 too. So you'll be paying yeah. shipping. Oh yeah. Uh, next news is, oh, Bioware is giving away all pre-order content for Dragon Age and Dragon Age Age 2 for free. This is pretty awesome. I actually, uh, went and did it myself. Um, this is not the DLC that comes with, that, that released for the games, but anything like weapons and stuff that, um, you could get for pre-ordering at different places. Or, um, I think Dragon Age 2, didn't they have a thing with Taco Bell? Uh, not Taco Bell. I thought I thought it was Taco Bell. Anyway, I, I know that uh, like any any kind of promotional stuff. Um, basically, you go to their website, you sign in with your name, you click a button, and you tell it which system you want it for, and you get all the content. Huh. So I mean, you get it. You uh, it's about thirty items or so, and mm-hmm. you know, it's just it's basically to help people who haven't played the game get ready, get through the game. Um, to get through the first two. Get ready, yeah. Get ready for the third game coming out next year, or I think it's next year. So, it said it said either twenty late twenty thirteen 
or it's going to get pushed back to the the next gen. So it hasn't officially they haven't officially said yet. All right, yeah. Um, so yeah, that's really cool. If if you ever plan on playing the games again, I actually made a mistake. I wish I had claimed the all the free stuff for PC instead uh-huh. of 360. Um, because if I do play that game again, I'd probably buy it on um, PC and play it on PC. Yeah. Because the games are a lot better on PC anyway, from what I hear. Yeah, if you're you know if you're running the right equipment and hardware, you know. What yeah. I mean? Well, I got I got a well was top end of the line computer last year, but still oh. pretty good. Yeah, but those things go out so fast, you know. <laughs> yeah. It was top of the line, and then you got it home and played it for a week, and then well. <laughs> yeah. Well, the only thing that's messed up on my computer is my case. My uh, it it does it's Did you not crack it or something. No, it's just not well ventilated. So um, when I play games like Skyrim that, that are graphic intense, I have to uh, open up the side and put a tabletop fan pointing at it, or it'll crash. Oh shit! Yeah, I just need a new case. Um, the it's not the parts; it's just lack of uh, cooling. Yeah. Hey, don't don't feel bad, man. I've gone through about three PS3s that have froze up on me or crashed. So really, PS3s, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. All right. I've gone through between me and my brother. I think we've gone through five or f- yeah, five uh, three sixties. Damn. Yeah. So I know Patrick gone through three, right? Well, I went. Yeah, but I mean that's because I upgraded to the next one. It's not because they went out. One of them went out, and I got it fixed for free. Um. So, um, but I mean, it's not like oh, mine broke, and I had no choice because I wasn't getting it. You know, I had no re- no way to get it fixed. The problem when mine did go out. Um, was a problem with uh, that was like uh, what's the word I'm looking for like is like like a worldwide problem or a system problem. So mm-hmm. they had to fix everybody's that had that had that issue, and yeah. uh, and so I got to fix for free. But I mean, yeah, I'm like on my third one, but that's only like I said, or actually four because I had the white one. Yeah, I think it's like my fourth one, but like I said, it's all because I upgraded to a, a better one. That's what I did. I chose. So yeah. it was like I had to do it. My last one I sold to my brother-in-law and uh, to buy the black one, the slim or whatever it's called. Um, so next news story here: uh, Assassin's Creed Four could be in, could be in Brazil. Brazil, huh? Oh, nice. So uh, yeah, apparently they're going to fight uh, B- Blanca and. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I guess from what I heard, and this isn't giving nothing away, really, but I guess the some of the DLC f- that has already came out for Assassin's Creed Three had Washington. No, uh, has you travel to South America? Oh, really? So I guess they're saying it, that, that that could lead into the fourth game, and um, and have it be based in Brazil. I guess they're going to try to keep with the whole thing with the them uh you know how he can jump through the trees like you know not just not just buildings but the trees also i mean because that would make more sense because there's more forest or jungle out in brazil yeah yep. so what, what what's the name of the dlc though wasn't there uh they I just was... had one come out but i'm not sure what it's called they they, they have a bunch of different stuff um sketch the george washington or something like that there's, I, I don't think that one's come out yet. Oh, oh, maybe they're, yeah, maybe they're about to come out with it. Cool, cool. Yeah, that Brazil would be awesome. I mean, I could, I could just see that, um, 
they go from the first two game, first two series of games, which is like you know tall buildings and a lot of them, to the American one, and then Brazil would be ton, tons of forest, or not forest, jungle. Yeah, I said forest too at first. <laughs> Hell <laughs> of awesome. trees. Just leave it at that. <laughs> yeah, trees. All right. Uh, so the first video game score to be nominated for a Grammy is uh, coming up this year. It's by composer Austin Wintry, Wintory. And it's from the game Journey, and it's up for best score soundtrack for visual media. And what's the game? Journey. That PS3 one that won Game of the Year a bunch of places. Yeah, yeah, I heard about that. One. I never played it, but I heard, I heard, I heard about it. I heard it was good. Oh, maybe I read that wrong. I thought that it was. Oh, okay, yeah, okay. Never mind. I did hear something about that. My bad. I was thinking of a uh, something else that kind of matched with it. And that guy, that guy who made it, made another one too before that one or after. I'm not sure. Yeah, there. Well, yeah. Um, and to finish the story, there was uh, one other video game. What? Go ahead. I was gonna say there was other one one video game related song that had been up for a Grammy, but this is the first time a whole score has been. Oh nice. So yeah, he also. Uh, that's what I was thinking of. That's why I got myself confused. He's also going to be doing the scores for the upcoming uh, Leisure Suit Larry remake. Oh, really? Yeah. All right. All right. Sorry about that dead air there. Uh, the, next next the story. Late Leisure Suit Larry was on P uh, the PC actually. Originally, yeah. 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 They had so, a good, they had a good one for the what was it for the PS2. The one, the last one to come out though, that was it wasn't that. I didn't even finish it because I just I was like, this kind of sucks. <laughs> it wasn't like the it didn't have the spirit of the other games. <laughs> I actually never really played them, so. Yeah, neither of my neither did I. I just knew they were kind of you know they had the females on the front and stuff like that. So yeah, that's all he saw. <laughs> that's about all <laughs> I knew too. He was like, um, uh, I don't, I don't want to play that. No titties. Alright. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, so uh, Sega's filing a lawsuit against Level 5 um, be- over their popular soccer RPG series, Inazuma 11. Um, the lawsuit is for 90, or 900 million yen, and which is equivalent to about $11 million, and uh, to put a stop over the sale of the eight games in the series so far. The reason this is, and this is kind of one of those things, um, it, it's almost, not, not talking crap here, but it, you know it's true, uh, this is kind of sounds like an Apple lawsuit. Um, they're, they're suing because the control scheme of how you use your fingertips or stylus and the, and the touchscreen infringes on two patents owned by Sega. Huh. So in other words, because you have to use your finger, you know, like precise touching on your touchscreen, uh-huh. that's what Sega's suing over. Huh. Yeah. And um, the $11 million is basically for royalties of the game as if they had purchased the... Uh, Pat, or you know, rights to use that from them. Um, Level five has been told uh, by their lawyers not to comment at this time, but they're preparing to refute Sega's claims. And the whole thing about this, the re- main reason I brought it up is, you know, this doesn't sound like a frivolous lawsuit. Technically, I mean, really, because it's only eleven million dollars, and in the video game industry, that's only, nothing. Yeah, I know, but like, you, you well, should, it, 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 I, I agree with you. 
you know, like that's like Donald Trump saying something like that about eleven million. I mean, cause you know, they're like freaking, you know, they're billionaires. You know, I mean, yeah. it, it don't matter if you're in business or not. You don't want to lose. Even if you have way more than that, you don't want to lose. It. Of course, you don't want to lose that. But of course, and it's funny that like you like I agree with you. Like in the video game industry, eleven million dollars isn't a lot. But and, like it's hard for you know for us to sit back and report that that how it's yeah. not that much money in the it's industry when you know our car breaks down and we got to wait two months to get it fixed. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I know what you mean. And um, also, it's like it's like the the reason I I also brought that up is kind of in defense of Sega because you know a lot of these people who sue they sue like oh you know I want fifty million or a hundred million or two hundred million dollars uh, because you know of of they make up all kinds of things they're. Sega is just suing for the basic just royalties, you know, as if the company had uh, bought the rights to use it from them. So, I mean, it's like it's like one of those things. If if level five loses and has to pay, I don't think it'll be bad for either. Well, I don't know. Level five is a pretty small company. Yeah, it so might hurt. Them. Eleven million might hurt. Them, but you know what I'm saying? It's it, it's it say obviously Sega really feels like this. Uh, these people stole their their. Uh, technology if they're only suing over 11 million dollars yeah <coughs> that's ridiculous Shit, yeah. They, stole, they stole miles they stole tails miles is my name Wait, <laughs> just, can i can i sue god damn that's true you you might be able to get like well shoot over tails that Shit. that character's popular so <laughs> you'd get millions yeah, yeah it's all about money that's all it is <laughs> they spell it differently miles it don't count Oh, <laughs> damn! <laughs> and 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 besides, tails has hair. Anyways, um, ten-year-old so, <laughs> girl steals sixteen hundred dollars in China to help her get more video games. That's a good girl. Yeah, so, I mean, bad girl. <laughs> um, so this this girl in China, um, she saw noticed the register was unlocked, and the, so she looked around and. She didn't see nothing and no one around, so she uh, climbed underneath the the counter, popped it open, grabbed the grabbed the money, and uh, well, it was approximately about one thousand six hundred twenty dollars, whatever. Sneaked out and left. Then decides to come back in and buy um, something something to do with the game. I don't know. Purchase Q coins. I'm sure I'm not sure what the hell a Q coin is. I'm sure it's like. You know, like Facebook credits or anything like that for whatever you used game. to purchase avatar and blog modifications for the instant messaging services, ten ten cent QQ. So that's something I've never heard of. Yeah. So in other words, she, she steals the money. She leaves. She comes back to buy these Q coins with the money she just stole, all on tape. Um, but because yeah, you, know, uh, you know they got those internet cafes over there, they got they got a bunch of those. You know, all, all I think what all they do is go on the internet and play video games or whatever. So maybe maybe that's what she was trying to do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's just funny though that this ten year old is that crafty to. Oh, she's ten. I thought he said sixteen. Oh, it's ten. Damn, shouldn't she be at school or something? She. It was like <laughs> seven o'clock at night. Oh, they said because she's. Under fourteen, she cannot be charged with a crim- with criminal criminal lake larceny. She lives with her seventy year old grandparents because her father is out all the time on business, and apparently has turned to gaming as a bad habit without parental supervision. So I guess because 
if you go to it's you turn to when you're left alone with seven year old people that you just you're you turn bad because of things apparently. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, seventy year old people, they're bad influence. So I guess her grandparents are are <laughs> getting a stern instead of instead of robbing cash registers, she needs to learn how to cut. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's, so her grandparents apparently receiving stern warnings from the police. Oh yeah, it's one of those things. She's young, but that's crazy. All right, so we've been talking a lot about numbers, sales numbers um, for the Wii U and Black Friday and such. Well, uh, the new the numbers are in for the Japanese re- yeah Japanese release of uh, the Wii U, and they're actually a lot more positive than uh, a lot of people would have thought. The Wii U came out on December eighth over there. And um, in the two days launch window, which was obviously the 8th and 9th, they sold 308,570 units. Uh, I'm sorry, 308,570 units. And um, which is only about what? I think it was. How much did they sell here? Do you remember, Patrick? I don't remember. Wasn't it only like 350,000? Yeah, something like Somewhere around that number. I don't remember. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's really. Uh, Really pretty good number since, um, you know, uh, the new Super Mario Brothers U was the top-selling game at 170,000, and approximately 55% of the people bought it. And uh, the second highest-selling game was Monster Hunter 3 Ultimate, which sold around 110,000, and which means 36 people, 36% of the people bought it. So good numbers in Japan, uh, pretty good numbers in America. So it's uh, really promising for the future of the Wii U. Hmm. Yeah, has it? Uh, I mean, I haven't, uh, I haven't played it yet. I heard, I heard it's doing pr- pretty good. I mean, but it sounds like you know, it's you know, Mario's always gonna sell a lot with it. You know what I mean? Because that's Nintendo. But I, yeah. I, haven't, I haven't played it. Yet. Has, has have any of y'all played it? Or I, I haven't yet. I played it for about five minutes, uh, yeah. but that's about it. I picked up the controller. Uh, the that huge, super huge controller is actually smaller than it looks like on TV or videos. Oh, okay. Uh, but other than that, I didn't really do much. Um, I mean, it's just, it's, uh, I'll probably get one sometime, but I don't know about anytime soon. Uh, I still want to get one eventually because I want to play that Zombie U game because it looks freaking awesome. Zombie. Yeah, it does. Yep. And I, I'm always, like, I'm always down for Mario, so. <laughs> and uh, that thing I mentioned last week where they're redoing the Mario levels, it's uh, from Mario 1 and 3. Yeah. That looks cool, too. Plus, you know, we know you want to play Mario. I mean, uh, Luigi Mansion too. Yes, I Mario. <laughs> Mario. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, all right. So, some things to watch out for on the Xbox 360. Uh, Connect Party is free on Xbox from December 18th to December 31st. Um, I'm not sure. Do you know what Connect Party is? No, uh, uh, no, that's a good question. I would yeah. say probably you get a bunch of your friends and you do something on the Connect. <laughs> yeah, that's I'm guessing party. it's. I'm I'm guessing it's kind of um. Maybe like a Mario Party or something like that. I don't know. You, yeah, it's your story. I figured you'd be prepared to. Well, I didn't think about looking up what the game was about. That's uh, this is just about that it's free. Anyway, so Serious Sam and all the extras. Next that... party is the sequel to Double Fine Happy Action Trailer. What? 
this must not be the same thing I'm thinking of here. <laughs> I put connect party, and I guess it took me to something else. We got to move around for the connect. Oh yeah, this is it, here. He goes. Yeah, connect party is a sequel to double double fine happy action trailer. Double fines connect motion censoring based casual game for the Xbox 360. Uh, like its predecessor, Happy Action Theater is an open in-game, providing 18 different modes to incorporate fe- features of the Connect motion censoring and camera system. Players can select any of the 18 modes or opt to have the game randomly select modes and cycles through them every few minutes. Uh, so it's more like a Connect Adventures or whatever kind of. The game, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. The game can support the tracking of up to six players. That's pretty cool. All right, uh, so uh, Serious Sam and the extras that you can buy for it are on deal of the week between the 18th and 24th. Um, Games on Demand adds NCIS, Borderlands 2, Spider-Man Web of Shadows, and the Minecraft Avatar Collection 3. Spider-Man Web of Shadows is an awesome game, and I suggest suggest anybody who's a Spider-Man fan to check it out. Yep, I I still want to play it. I just uh-huh. never did. What what system is that for? For both PS3 and 360? Yes, I think so. Yeah. Huh. I have it for 360 though. Obviously, yes. <laughs> uh, Iron Man and Despicable Me producers making Angry Birds movie. It's due out summer of 2016. Really? Yeah, that's what I said too. Unless it's Star Wars, I don't know. But uh, I guess but, they're going to do the whole uh, 3D CGI f- um, feature to the to to its you know to the game, to the movie. Um, there still hasn't really been anything about the plot or who's going to direct it or the possible voices. So what of Angry Birds? Yeah, they're going to make an Angry Birds CGI movie. Are they gonna Are they gonna give them feet in this movie or? <laughs> oh, they're gonna probably have to bounce around. <laughs> Oh, you know what? Oh, isn't uh, Michael Fassbender gonna be in uh, Assassin's Creed or something? Uh, I don't remember. I, I, we talked about that on a different one podcast, but I, oh, my bad. I don't remember. Uh, I don't. I, I at the top of my head, I couldn't remember who the, who they're talking about to play. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember either. Uh, but yeah, so uh, Angry Birds movie coming twenty sixteen. I mean, I could definitely see him doing it. Um, obviously, it'll be uh, aimed towards children. They're like, oh, we don't know what the plot's going to be. Um, let's see. Pigs who steal eggs, and now you're trying. they're trying to get them back? I, the basis of all Angry Birds movies. <laughs> <laughs> you mean games, but yeah. Yeah. Yep, yep. All right, the last piece of news we have this week is um, I, I talked about some of the apps that are coming this month for Xbox, well, another 40 apps were announced for coming soon, basically over the next um, couple of months. I'm not going to read them off on here. Um, most of them are specific to different countries, but I will have a link to that list in the show notes. So if you're interested, uh, you know, head on over to the website and click on the link. All right. All right, so there's this website. I don't know if many people know it, actually. It's called Game of Sutra. And um, it's basically, they don't really report on vid- the individual video games. They look at 
more uh, stories within the industry. I've been following this website for, I don't know, maybe eight years or so, and it's really good for anybody who's who's also interested in, in going into the industry. So every year they do a year-end roundup, and um, I'm going to break this up into at least the next two podcasts because right now there's four different sections that they've they've covered. Um, so today we're going to go over two of them, and if there ends up being more than four, then we'll go into them on a third podcast. The first post that they posted was five trends that defined gaming or define the gaming industry in 2012. And I know uh, Patrick's really going to really going to have an opinion on on some of these by the way. So uh Me? Yeah, you. <laughs> uh all right, the first thing that defined I never expressed my opinions. Yeah. The, actually this one's this one probably you won't have anything to say about the, the this list, but maybe the, the second list for this week. Uh crowdfunding opportunities for video games is a is a big part of uh the industry this year. Ch- Tim Schafer's Double Fine Adventure showed the potential of uh, crowdsourcing. He asked for only $400,000 and drew in over $3.3 million. Um, some of the other major crowdsourced things that are getting made um, this year are the Oya, which I bought, and the Oculus Rift VR headset. Um, so crowdsourcing is, is pretty popular right now, and um, if you don't know what crowdsourcing is, uh, it's where a person or company says, hey, I want to do this, but I need money to do it. And then the public, you know, gives $5, $10, however much they want to spend um, to contribute to it being made. And the most popular website for it is Kickstarter. Oh, yeah, yeah. I've heard of that. Actually, I've done that. I've contributed. Yeah, I've contributed on a few of them. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, if, it, if it's something that you see and, and you know, you you think you, you want or you like, you know, and you, re- you read about how, how they're doing it, where they got started from, you know, and... You're interested, yeah? Then you know you're gonna you're gonna help them out. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, and oftentimes you get whatever it is uh, for cheaper than you would after it came out. So Exa- exactly, yeah. But I mean, you might have to wait a little bit longer. But yeah, I did that with uh, with um, a stylus called uh, a stylo. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they were like a, a Mexican startup company or something like that and I, I was sick you know it's, it's magnetic and it sticks to the iPad too and you can use it to draw with and write with and everything oh nice yeah so, I mean there, there's some great ideas on there um, the one I funded um, the major one I funded was the Oya oh yeah, that I just mentioned and it's a new video game console that's coming out in like March for, oh yeah yeah I heard about that yeah yeah it's made with Android and I I, I did that back in uh, that Kickstarter was like back in April or May of this oh, year. Oh, that early, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I, I actually, I, not only did I get the system, which was a, a pledge of $99, but I did the $150, which was a special edition system that only people who pledged for the Kickstarter are going to get, so. Oh, nice. Yeah, and also a second controller, so, you know, it's, it's uh, yeah, crowdsourcing is really cool. Actually, when I get my novel done that I'm writing, I'm going to, I plan on putting it on Kickstarter, so. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, All no, right, number- I, uh, yeah, I like that. I like uh, crowdsourcing. Yeah, it, it's it's really done a lot for a lot of industries. And I didn't know that. I didn't know that's what it was called, crowdsourcing. Yeah. Huh. Well, crowdsourcing has been around for a while, but a lot of people do it on their like personal website or whatever. You know, major right. companies. Right. So. Huh. All right, number two is social gaming hit mobile hard. Uh, this uh, is hard. how. The- huh. <laughs> <laughs> how old are you, Patrick? I don't know. 
uh, uh, Facebook's most dedicated players embracing games on smartphones and tablets. Major companies such as Wooga and Zynga uh, are, are concentrating on mobile rather than in Facebook games after seeing major decline in users. Um, That's because everybody's leaving Facebook because they're tired of seeing all those like if you think cancer is a bad thing. Like if you think this person <laughs> is a good person because they went and saw their dad who's a soldier. Like this, if you believe in Jesus, keep going if you don't because you're a devil-worshipping hate monger. Exactly. That's exactly what they say. No, um, but it's, it's true. You know, social gaming on Facebook hit, hit huge numbers, uh, you know, last year and the year before. But it, it's declining. I mean, everybody I know um, that would used to play them hardcore – or like multiple games really aren't playing much anymore. I'm not playing a single one right now, and I think my mom, who at one point was playing like three different games on like five different accounts or four different accounts, she's really not playing any anymore either. Can you can you play all those like Farmvilles and shit off your phone yet? Yeah, yeah, I think you I can. Because yeah, I think Farmvilles on iPhone, and there was one on Android, but um, I mean, I don't play that those games. But I know those those were like well, that was one of the popular ones. So I was just wondering, yeah. I'd be surprised if that hadn't been put onto iPhone. I'm not sure if there oh, was Android or iOS or that. yeah. Well, I know for sure that there was one, but I know it got taken off the market. But I'm uh, for bugs, but I'm not sure if it got taken off from both Android or iPhone or just uh, Android. But uh, and to finish that story off, Zanga actually bought OMG Pop. For two hundred and ten million dollars to get started in in the mobile game industry, um, so basically they bought their way into the industry. There used to be this one chick on my Facebook. She would always invite me to go farm with her on Farmville. <laughs> I swear to God, y'all come help me plant this corn, do this. And you, you were know. trying to plant something else, huh? I mean, goddamn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when my when my when my parents well, my mom actually got on Facebook for Farmville. So, oh okay. Well, I mean, hey, if that's what you want to do, I don't have a problem with that. You oh know? yeah, same here. If, if I if I you know if I you know deny the first farming with you, you know, the, don't keep sending me. <laughs> <laughs> Miles is like the only fa- <laughs> the only kind of farmer I am is a Hayward High farmer. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, that was our school's mascot, by the way. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, another thing is like you know, for a while it was so bad where if they sent one thing. It went all over your wall and everything. At least it doesn't right. do that. Anymore. Yeah, exactly. Well, least, yeah, yeah. They have it now to where you can um, hit hide all these posts. Like if someone sends you something, you can sit there and say like, "All right, I don't want to see any more of these." And and so um, the bad thing is they didn't have that at the beginning. Yeah. So yeah, you constantly were getting them, and, and unless you either you took the person off Facebook or you straight told them, "If you send me one more, I'm gonna come over to your house and." Bust open the, your head with a freaking nine iron. <laughs> I remember when you said that to me. I did. It was. <laughs> All right. Uh, uh, number three, MMO subscriptions start to be a thing of the past. Thank God. And, yeah, we talked about this um, either late last year or early this year um, when we were into Star Wars, uh, The Old Republic. I still am, but some people quit on me, sons of hey. bitches. I don't even have access to my account right now. Shush. It's, it's free, isn't it? It, it, it just went free this month yeah. or last month. Um, so basically, we had talked about it as um, Star Wars being the last chance for premium um, monthly uh, MMOs. And it turns out that's basically what's happening. Uh, pretty much any MMO that's slated for the future is going to come out as, as a free-to-play model. Should be. Um, the only one that hasn't said anything is the Elder Scrolls Online. And 
people are basically saying if that game comes out as a premium monthly based game, it's going to fail, just like Star Wars has. But the funny thing is, is no one's talking about World of Warcraft going free. That's because they still have 10 million users, and people but are so. But if they all addicted. just think if okay, so so these MMOs are coming. This is where the people of World of Warcraft need to get off their their high horse here. If okay, all these games are going free to play. They're the only ones left playing, paying, play, paying. Excuse me. <laughs> Uh, for a for their MMO, if they were smart, if they all canceled their subscription at the same time, you see what I'm saying? Yeah, and not only that, but they're paying fifteen dollars a month for a game that's eight years old, almost, almost eight years point. old, and they've been paying that for eight years. For eight yeah, months. a lot of them have been pay- paying straight for eight years. Well, that's what I'm saying. So that's what I'm saying. If they were smart, cancel their subscriptions until they made it free to play. And and yeah, and you know what? World of Warcraft will go free to play sometime. Their their numbers have been dwindling over the last two years. Uh, you know they've lost about three or four million players over the last uh, two couple of years. Um, so I mean, yes, they're gonna they're gonna have to go free to play eventually. But think about it from the company's standpoint. Would you go free to play right now if you had nine and a half million users that were willing to pay? I I I understand what you're saying from a business <laughs> point. Yeah, of course they're gonna try, they're gonna take the money. But I mean. If no, the, I, the users who are smart, they, there there is no product without the users. I totally understand you because if step up and say, "Well, wait a minute, all these other MMOs are really successful still, and they they went free to play." Yeah, and, and I'm tired of paying for this. And, and, you know, yeah, no, I totally agree with you because if if truthfully, if World of Warcraft was free to play, I'd probably jump on there. Yeah, I still while. nonetheless. Well, you don't jump. Well, yeah. Uh, I was uh, I was playing uh, what was that free one? The City of Heroes or or something. Oh yeah, like? City of Heroes was pretty cool. Or uh, but you had to down you had to download it for like a good hour before you could oh, even. Oh yeah, you gotta get all the content on. Yeah, but and that was PlayStation so, Three probably too, right? The one I'm surprised. Yeah, yeah. The ones I'm surprised you don't try to play their miles is uh, DC here uh, DC uh, online. Oh, or no, that's that. Yeah, no, that's what I was. Th- uh, my bad. It was DC online. That's what I was talking about. Yeah, it, 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 took, it took like a good hour to download. Yeah, that that came. Yeah, I yeah. I still jump on it occasionally. It's free now, so I still I go back to it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I got that. There's still like parts where I, I need help and people won't come help me. Those sons of bitches. <laughs> There's a dungeon I'm trying to do, and the boss like I almost beat him one time by myself. I don't know how the fuck I did it, but I almost beat him by myself. And um, if I had someone with me, it would definitely get done. Yeah, I know what you mean. That that's kind of where I got stop, stopped in Star Wars before we stopped on my other character. But yeah. all right, uh, number four, mid mid level games and gaming company Fallout. Um, this has been seen in some major titles, and actually, this isn't middle gaming companies, mid level games. Uh, this has been seen in some major titles uh, such as Sleeping Dogs, Starhawks, 007 Legends, and even Darksiders Two. They're basically. Um, <clears throat> The mid-level gaming, and basically what I mean by that is games that don't have unlimited budget, but also, but you know, are still made by bigger companies. They just uh, no one's buying them for whatever reason. Um, um, Sleeping Dogs. I would suggest anybody to go, especially if you're a GTA fan, because it's not like GTA, but then again, it is. So I mean, it's a good. It, that game is really good. There's just a couple things like. 
it, when I play that game, like I said before, there's things I wish that were in that game from GTA, and there's stuff that in Sleeping Dogs that they, I wish they would add to to um, GTA. But it's it's still a really good game to go check out. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, Darksiders Two, I still want to play. Um, <clears throat> I don't know. I Starhawk and 007 Legends are like whatever to me. But like, well, Darksiders Two. The thing is, it it. Darksiders and Darksiders 2 were never big budget games. Yeah, but, but Darksiders was fucking awesome. I was going to say, they were, they were solid games. They were solid stories, solid gameplay. Um, but the thing is, they didn't have the huge marketing and you know right, yeah. of the bigger games. So even Darksiders 2, which was actually a pretty big name, um, saw less than stellar numbers. I was just broke when it came out, so I kind of had no choice. <laughs> yeah. As where, you know, the Black Ops 2, the newest Gears of War, uh, Assassin's Creed 3, and Halo 4 all did great and made, you know, uh, millions well, of dollars. But, I mean, the, the franchises, too, you know, that's what you got to look at. Yeah, I was going to say, that's the other thing, though. I mean, Gears of War was the third game that came out. Call of Duty was, like, the 16th of the same right, yeah. game that came out. Um, Assassin's Creed, uh, I mean, how how anticipated have these Assassin's Creed games have after, uh, especially after Assassin's Creed 2? Um, you know, uh, in Halo, I mean, yeah, that's just, I, I, that stands well, alone on its own, too. Yeah, of course. But what this is, is this is just comparing it to previous years, as where mid-level gaming has always been, up until, I'd say, Last year, it's always been mid-level and high-level game games got, did good. You know, um, that's why Darksiders One did good. That's why a lot of the smaller games from a couple years ago did good. You know why? The, uh, I, um, this could be it. I don't know. I'm just throwing this out here, but I mean, how popular have those indie games been become? They've been, and only over the last year or so has indie games been getting popular. Year and a half. But that's two. what I mean. Those are even lower than the mid-level games. And that's what I'm saying. That's why it's that's why it's a mid mid level fallout. The low level and the high level games are actually doing good, as where the games that are, you know, people are putting more money into them, charging the same as the high level games, um, aren't aren't seeing a, a good profit from them. That's 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 the whole point. Um, whether that's just something that happened this year because of the games that came out, or if it's going to continue, there's obviously no way to tell right now. Yeah. Um. And number five for games that define the gaming industry, or not games, but things that define the gaming industry, was uh, that one reason why Twitter thing that we talked about a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And um, well, that's one of the things. Uh, basically, it's gender and diversity issues in the industry. Uh, the first was the one reason why Twitter, which we talked about again, like I said uh, a couple weeks ago, where uh, major players in the industry who are females came out and said how horrible they were being treated by their coworkers, how sexism, sexism and uh, even racism was runs rampant in the industry, but especially sexism. These bitches need to just uh, get in the kitchen and shut the fuck up. <laughs> I mean, send hate mail but- to Oh. Equal rights. <laughs> hey, that ten-year-old Asian girl—that's what she should be doing right now. Huh. Um, the uproar between or caused by the uh, Hitman Absolution, um, uh, where Agent Forty Seven violently beats down Dominatrix nuns. <laughs> <laughs> I know it made me laugh, and I heard. Wait, it too. They, someone had a problem with that? <laughs> I, I don't know why. No, see. I guess there was a. I had to be a religious person. <laughs> I guess. Well, I guess there was a lot of people, and it's it's just the fact that fact that they put dominatrix nuns 
Who cares? I don't, I don't, it's a fucking video game. Yeah, I know. Uh, the, and and the, the backlash from the a Kickstarter web series investigating female um, tropes in video games, uh, which caused a lot of support and negative negativity. Um, it was it, it was it's being called the uh, tropes versus women, and um, I believe I talk about that uh, later. What the hell is a trope? Like stereotypes only. Yeah, basically, kind of like stereotypes. Oh, oh, female stereotypes. I, I got you. Yeah, and actually, I talk, I, I, I talk more about it next podcast. Uh, but basically, um, to sum it up, she actually got so much hate. Um, in this, all she wanted to do was she wanted um, uh, a couple thousand dollars to basically make uh, uh, what are they called? Uh, you know, a movie that showed how women are treated in the industry. And um, she and got. Don't, if, if it's really that bad, get the fuck out of the industry and go. Yeah, well, damn. Well, it. She wasn't even. She wasn't even talking about women workers. She was talking about characters. She was. She wasn't talking about just the bad either. She wanted to show the good and the bad. She just wanted to show. Oh. She wanted to show how gender was handled in the industry, both in the games and in the office. And I guess uh, there were so many people that that told her basically what Patrick said: go into the kitchen and cook. Okay, but we all know Patrick. <laughs> yeah, Patrick, Patrick but uh, there was one person that actually even made a flash game where you could beat her up, or something like that, because they were they were like, oh, you know, she's just being a, a, a whiny female, and that's not my words. <laughs> but so I'll I'll talk more about that next uh, episode. Um. What else was there? Three Four Three Industries talks about gender stereotypes in Halo Four, which I actually did not know about that and couldn't really find much about it. So, um, why? Because Cortana's this naked AI and no, no, I think it had to do. Out. It was Three Four Three Studios that talked about it. So, oh, oh, I thought you said Thirty Eight. My bad. Yeah, um, EA takes a stand against Defense of Marriage Act. Which is the you know what the Defense of Marriage Act is right? What's that about the gay right or gay marriage? Yeah, I think so. Uh, against gay rights or <laughs> against gay, gay marriage and EA. Well, that's pretty much against gay ma- gay rights. If you're going to say yeah. gay people can't get married, yeah. Um, and um, Anna Anthropy spoke out against token characters, which again I couldn't really find too much about that. But I'm I'm from what I did gather, um. She was saying um, uh, how token characters should, should – like the, the industry as a whole is growing and um, they shouldn't rely on stereotypical characters in video games as much anymore. And they basically if, if video games are becoming art, which they're legally now considered art, then certain things should change. And one of the things is the stereotypes of characters. Like what stereotype? That every Japanese uh, game character is gonna have big ass titties? <laughs> no, more like more like Saz from uh, uh, Final Fantasy. What? Because he had an afro. Afro, big pink lips, and uh, <laughs> I'm just saying that kind of stuff. He didn't really have big lips. Yeah, he did. Oh no, that was that was that wasn't uh, that wasn't Final Fantasy. That was a different. Uh, I was say Zaz wasn't Zaz had a. I mean, yeah, he had an afro, but I mean, uh, no, I forgot what game. Had, yeah, he wasn't nothing like that. Yeah, that that was a different Japanese game. I don't remember which one. And um Well Japanese but, people are right. I mean, look at old Dragon Ball Z cartoons. 
every black character was like that. Yeah, that's true. Um, and then the, how Boston's no-show conference went out of its way to get more women involved in the presentations. Um, I was reading about this, uh, and basically they they wanted to. It's a it, they basically wanted it to to hear everybody's side. Uh, I mean, you know, everyone's opinions about things going on in the industry, not not serious this seriousness. But before, it's always been dominated by men. And so they went. They kind of went out of their way to invite more females to the event, so that it would be more uh, shared, basically. You know, in a good way, of course. Yeah. Uh, and many websites and blogs talking with their audience about all these issues. Um, as I mean, we've talked about women's rights and and all that stuff a lot this year, actually, if you think about it, because all the controversy that's come up. All right. Well, like you were saying, like we said, you said in that one report that, I could, that, that, that women are going to complain about um, the rights and that, you know, like uh, sexual harassment or in, in the stereotypes, but yet then they turn around and do the same thing to each other. So, yeah, yeah. And that's, and that's, I mean, that's sexism, right? There. That's sexism too. It, it doesn't have to be from a man to a female, it can be from a female to a female too. Yeah, I, I think, you know, it's going to happen regardless, you know, and I don't think. Either I, I think both, uh, you know, genders are to blame. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, if we're going to talk about that, you know, I mean, well, females are just as bad as us. You know, you know. So what? Well, I mean, yeah. I and, and when we talked about it, um, it I, it was basically said this. This one female came out and said uh, that she is just as sexist to her female co coworkers as the males are because she's so used to it that it just it's just out of habit right sometimes it's 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 not uh you know in, intentional it's just the way you know you might talk or something like that yeah. you know what i mean yep so you know yep all right the second set of five that we're, we're gonna talk about this week is uh shocking um five events that shocked games in 2012 uh, the number one is 38 Studios imploded, and this was a big shock if you'd been following 38 Studios like we had for the last uh, what? Well, I mean, two years? Kingdom of Lam- Amalur was such a big freaking hit and was supposed to be expected to be so huge, and then the studio that makes it goes basically. <laughs> so, uh, and, and I'm still—it's kind of funny. Although I've read reports on why it happened and how they lost all their money and how the money was sank. And this and that, it's it's just uh, it still doesn't make much sense. Um, so it started by them defaulting on a seventy-five million dollar loan, and then they ended up keeping employees with without paying them, telling them that oh you know you'll make it up in the coming months, and even relocating developers without paying them. Well, I mean, um, what's it called? Uh, remember they also did that whole thing with oh move here, we're gonna pay for your house. That's what I'm saying. Relocation yeah. without paying, without any compensation, um, and and they ended they ended off by laying everybody off at this point. After you know, many people relocated, and uh, you know, these, these employees have been working for months on no pay with promise that they'd get back pay. Uh, they ended up just laying them all off and declaring bankruptcy. That's how business gets shot up. Yep. <laughs> basically, I mean yeah. they they got basically just dissolved. I mean. They're gone. It's sad. Uh, especially considering... Um, uh, what's his name, Patrick? Who? Uh, the founder. 
of what? Kurt Schilling? Yeah, Kurt Schilling. Oh, yeah, I forgot all about that. Yeah, Kurt Schilling uh, put his life savings into this. Damn. Yep. Uh, number two was... Um, I don't even know how to pronounce their last names, but Ray Muzika and Greg Zeschuk resigned from BioWare, um, the company they founded. This was... It, while it was shocking, it was also a little expected. Um, basically, they founded BioWare, but after they EA basically bought them, they, of course, had less uh, to do with the company. And the more and more EA takes over, as they always do, the uh, really the less they had to do with anything. And after the failure of Star Wars, basically, the Old Republic... Um, they resigned and left the company to seek other, you know, other projects within the industry. It's kind of sad because <laughs> before, before EA took them over, they were such a great company. Uh, well, what are you going to do? Yeah, big, it's all about big, big business. Get bought out. Hey. Yep. Uh, number three is, oh, yes, Kickstarter. We talked a little about that earlier, and they only asked for 900 thousand dollars and got over 8.6 million this is the highest grossing video game kickstarter of all time and is probably not going to be beat for a long time oh yeah that just goes to show you how many people play video games in the world shit oh yeah and i mean that thing that thing got huge i remember watching it i i, I funded it when it was oh, i first found it when it was like maybe like four hundred thousand or less dollars yeah. i remember just watching it every day going up going up and then by the time I uh, finally pledged, it, I was just waiting for a paycheck. I finally pledged, it was like $6 million already. And I'm like, wow, six times what they asked for. Over six times. Yeah, I was like, oh, shit, what is that? A, vi- a video game run, run, run by an Android system? I was like, damn. It, it, looks, it looks really, really good. Uh, number four is also the one reason why we talked about earlier, Twitter thing, um, where the women came out and talked about why they don't feel comfortable in the industry. Why they feel uncomfortable? Uncomfortable, yeah. Wait, you sound like you said like why they feel comfortable. Oh, I said why they don't feel. Oh, I, oh. <laughs> I was like, oh, so now they're comfortable. Damn, bitches, make up your mind. And uh, this is one right here that uh, I was. I kind of mentioned to Patrick earlier. Um, professional screaming for blood. So the, the story goes at E3 during during at E3 this year during Naughty Dog's Last of Us trailer which was broadcast live around the world, the protagonist blows the head off of a man who is begging for his life. And uh, when this happens, the, the crowded room, which was all professional, professionals from the in, within the industry, jump to their feet and clap and applaud. Um, and showing how far senseless violence has come and taken over the industry. Now, before Patrick goes off on his... On his uh, Whole whole spiel that I know he he wants to say. What the whole point about this <laughs> is is the fact that over the last couple of years, more and more um, people are finally seeing video games as art, you know, as as uh, books and movies are. And I'm not saying that everything out there in movies and books are good because most of it's crap. But it's the whole thing that um, that okay. 
So, so let, me, let me read the quotes from, from the article. It says, here, here we are in an industry creating some of the most beautiful works of art that has ever been seen, literally, literally redefining how humans interact with the very world they live in. And this is how we're represented at a large trade show of the year. Uh, so basically, he's not saying that that shouldn't be in the game. He's not saying that developers shouldn't make that. But when you're broadcasting live around the world to tons of people who don't play video games and who are interested in it from a business standpoint or maybe you know other standpoints, you don't want to have that kind of thing broadcast. Um, and then he goes, was it overreaction talking about the way they reacted and the way other uh other people around the industry reacted maybe but looking back over everything we wrote in 2012 i can't help but notice subtle changes in the way we covered at this industry starting from that moment we've we've been returning big publisher pr phone calls just a bit less often for better or worse and have retrenched a bit to focus more on what makes games great as opposed to what sells games. So basically, he's not saying that it was wrong to put it in there or it's too violent, quote-unquote, but he's saying that there are companies out there that are using what sells games instead of... to, to sell their games instead of what, what makes games great in the first place. <clears throat> well, yeah. Uh, I mean, to the, now in today's society, you know, they're trying to sell the game. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the action, that part, I guess, when when what the guy got killed or whatever, oh, blows his head off. <laughs> that's yeah. that's what probably you know that's probably probably the, the action that they were looking for, you know. And it probably will, you know, when people when that game comes out, people are, are okay. Uh, but you know what? I mean, here's the thing. Okay, I understand looking at it from our standpoint or whatever, but I mean, it is what it is. The, the game is gonna, you know. Either way, whether they showed it on E3, I mean, if you're watching E3 and you know what video games are about, okay, you you know that it, 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 you're not going to be watching E3 if you're not interested in video games. Right, period. right. Period. You see some so, action too, yeah. Yeah. Know? So I mean, you know what you should be knowing what you're kind of what you're getting yourself put you know into with this shit. Um, you can't be like, oh, it's a it's a violent game about this or that, and and then and then complain that they showed something in the game because you know what? When they showed that, there was a shitload of gamers who were going to buy that game, and the people that they're trying to target target went, oh shit, I got to check this out. Yeah, you know I what agree. I'm saying? I mean, just like the people that had the heart attack about the Dead uh, Island trailer with the little girl, where the oh, yeah. girl gets bit and then attacks her parents and then gets thrown out of a eight-story window. Yeah. I mean, okay, well, if there was a zombie attack, you, what, kids are supposed to be immune to it? Yeah, that's true. I mean, get over your sensitivity about shit. Shit yeah. happens. Yeah, that type of shit could happen if there was a zombie apocalypse. No, I mean, no, I can understand there would be, a, like I said, a fit if it was about uh, uh a 40-year-old man picking up little kids to touch them or something. That's inappropriate and shouldn't be shown. Dressed up as Santa Claus. Dressed up as Santa Claus, but <laughs> with a shotgun. But, you know, uh, uh, at the uh, uh, if the game is about violence, the game is about shooting, the game, you know, 
then it show it should show what it showed. I mean, people need to get off the sensitivity high horse that everybody's on. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's just point blank period. Uh, I agree with a lot of what you said, and and I think that for the most part, like the Dead Island trailer and some of the other stuff out there, I, I totally agree with you. Um, yeah, and I, and I know you understand where where this is coming from. I mean, what what this is about was more about the fact that that game may be no good, but it's going to get sold. As where other games that don't have extreme violence like that may be great games, but won't get sold because they don't have the the whatever it is that shows that they're great <laughs> games to the public before I mean- the game comes out. If the game's going to be good, it's going to get, by word of mouth, it's going to get out there. Now, it might have a slow start, but it'll eventually get out there and and, um, and circulate. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's just one of those things. And I guess, th- I mean, this isn't the only um, website that uh, talked about this. There's there, There's a ton of websites that actually felt exactly the same way, that this was more like a, a realization for a lot of people that, you know, what sells video games isn't necessarily what is good in video games and what's good in video games doesn't always sell video games. And so, um, a lot of the more smaller websites, uh, especially are, um, took a look back at like how they report on things and, um, you know, you know, maybe, maybe think twice before saying, Oh, you know, it's a call of duty game. So, you know, it's going to be good. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I know, but, and, and I mean, so I think there, it's, it's, it is a sensitivity thing because I'm sure there's people out there that are like, oh, that should never be in a video game or whatever. And, you know, whatever. I don't really agree with that. You can say that all you want, but if you say that, you should say the same thing about any movie where someone gets their head cut off or whatever, you know? Whatever. Yeah, if it's, but it's like, that's like exactly like saying, I'm going to go to this, um, I'm going to go to this, uh, horror movie and, uh, but I don't want nothing to be scary. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, and I agree with I totally agree with that part. I totally agree with you on that part. It's it the sensitivity thing, I agree. And I think it's um I think it's just swelled in video games because video games are now a mature place. It's not just for kids especially. And so, you know, I think in another 5 years that's going to kind of die down and people won't think too much about that. Um as it has been anyway. There will always be those people who protest violent video games, just as there's always those people who uh, protest violent movies. Exactly. So you well, know, I mean, this is with anything when it's really first starting out. I mean, look how many people were against tattoos. Tattoos were horrible. People, blah blah blah, gang no, bangers and yeah, yeah, yeah you're gangbanger or some other bullshit. You know, if you have a tattoo, but it's so mainstream now, people don't even think about it. Yep. Should I remember when they protested Grand Theft Auto? Oh yeah, that was huge. <laughs> I think sometimes. <laughs> yeah, but not so much anymore. See, that's another thing. Like people now, when when people hear Grand Theft Auto, they're like, "Oh, that's automatically, you know, you do, you don't buy that for a kid." And and that's another thing is, you know, I reported. Uh, well, I've done many reports for school, especially, but I talked about it on the podcast many times. How, you know, it's it's it it comes down to two things. It comes down to responsibility by or three things actually it comes down to responsibility by the creators to make sure that they label their games right. Yeah. It comes down to the retailers who need to make sure that they don't sell violent video games uh, to minors or you know especially young kids. And it comes to, to the parents. The that, biggest part is the parents. 
Yes, but kids can still go behind their back. Okay, but the I mean, parents the parents the go the day, out and buy them for their at, kids. At the end of the day, there's yes. more kids getting the game from their parents than yes. they are from a, a, a some rogue uh, video game uh, merchant. <laughs> really. No, I agree. I agree. No, really, because I mean, because if because if that's the case, then they're gonna have a lawsuit on their hands for selling it for cause it's on there for a reason. And that's happened you exactly. Know. That's why they put those on there. So nowadays, there's really no excuse but the parents. Yeah, and and the industry wasn't wasn't uh, taking responsibility at first, and that was a big uproar. But you know what? That's where the uh, rating system came in, and as soon as that rating system was enforced in all games, you know. They they did their responsibility, and then as soon as the law came in, or not law, but the rule, I guess you could call it's it. It's pretty much a law because, I mean, you know, it's it, it so different from selling uh, cigarettes to someone who's under 18. You can't no, sell that's, certain games to kids under 13. That's a law, but the it's a policy. It's No, not really because if you think about well, okay, maybe it's an unwritten law because. Yeah, it, basically, you could call it an unwritten law. I, I would still call it a law because you ain't going to, yeah. no, there ain't no one going to sell the, a game to someone, you know. A kid without because they know they're going to get the consequence for it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And you know, and and most retailers, if if they're most retailers have learned their lesson because there has been a lot of you know that happening, and so now, yeah, you're right. More more than ever, it does come down to the 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 parents, and um, you know, not only to watch their kids but watch other people around them to other kids what like. What their kids are doing when they're when they're over someone else's house, or what other kids are doing when they're at their house. It also comes down to, like I said, the parents teaching their kids that this this is a video game. You do not go up to a car, throw someone out, and beat them with a bat and take their car. Exactly. <laughs> you know <laughs> what? I, that might be more of a, a drama 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 station. Thank yeah. you. But, but no, you're you're right because I mean you know, I learned at a young age. Whenever I my my dad loved horror movies, I mean, still does. But when we were young, we were watching Jason and Freddy, and, and my mom would always make sure, you know, this is make-believe, right? I remember times when I was like 10, 11 years old, which is still pretty young, you know, for that kind of stuff. But my mom would be like, you know, this is make-believe. I'm all, duh, you know? But that's because I was taught right. Well, that's the thing. I mean, that's like any guy that goes and con- – I forget which comedian said this, but it's true. How, what guy doesn't go to an action movie or a kung fu movie or something, and you walk out just juiced, you're yeah. hyped up? Fast yeah, I did. just comes out. You're in there now. You want to race your car. You're in there. You don't got a stick shift, but you're in the car like yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying, right? I mean, but yeah. you're not stupid enough to be like, man, I can kick anybody's ass. Hey, you seven foot eight, fucking four hundred pound bastard. Let's fight. No, you're not going to do it. And if the you are, you probably have problems anyway. Yeah, it's just it's 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 you know it it basically falls down on the parent because even if say a rogue merchant sold them the game. I love how you call him Rogue Merchant. <laughs> Even if a Rogue Merchant sells them the game, at the end of the day, the parents should be knowing what's on their system. That's true. That's true. And I will, when I have kids, I already said, you know, like they, like when I have young kids, they can play games with me all they want while I'm there. But I'm not going to let them play when, you know, I'm talking about real young. I can play shit. What? I'll be kicking them off so I can play. Get off the fuck off my system. <laughs> Oh, yeah. oh, Daddy, did you get us the new Xbox Infinity? No, man, this is mine. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> but what's it called? Uh, yeah, it, it comes down to anything with that shit. It's just they just got to pay attention to what the fuck's going on. Exactly. Personally, I think they need to get more uh, into it with these games. Like, I'm tired of playing these Grand Theft Auto games and they insinuate that something's about to happen. Fuck that. Show me them titties. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. You know, that will probably happen. I mean, it's already starting to happen. You can get tons of, of pornographic, or, or not pornographic, but uh, uh, video games that have, you know, sex and, and, and uh, nudity in them, on, especially on PC. I mean, uh, Witcher 2 is a great example. I don't know if they changed it yeah. for the 360. But I know on, uh, on, on PC, there's tons of nudity, nudity in that game. Well, the same thing with, um, say, for example, with these Laser Shoot Larry games. There's so much, like, I mean, as far as that game goes, you would think that they would just show it. Yeah. Yeah, and, and you know, maybe one day they will. I don't know if it'll ever be like that on consoles, but... Uh, they should. It's always a tease. Yeah, fuck that tease and shit. I want to see what's going on. Hey, I, I hear you, brother. I think Patrick's a little, uh... Well, anyway, let's uh, go ahead and finish the show <laughs> off. Say it. I was going to say horny. Oh, my God. You, you've been talking about titties all night. I always talk about titties. That's true. Shit. I talk to my wife's titties about titties. You talk to you talk to her titties about titties? Wow, it sounded funny. Yeah, that was pretty good. Uh, anyway, all right, so that pretty much ends up the podcast. Uh, before we go, the big titty ho. Oh, wait. wait. Uh, we, I did have um, three things that will go up on the show notes I wanted to mention. The Gears of War Judgment campaign trailer. Man, Patrick, you know, the game looks awesome. Uh, I got it. Uh, I'm going to watch it after we're done. Yeah, uh, South Park, the Stick of Truth trailer, and just a quick warning since we have been talking about it. There is explicit um, language in this. Actually, it kind of shocked me at first, but then I, then I thought, oh, wait a minute, it's South Park. It's fucking Trey Parker and Matt Stone. What are you <laughs> you got to watch that trailer, too. And uh, the official Dragon Quest X MMORPG trailer for the Wii U, which we had talked about the one for the Wii. This is the one, the version for the Wii U coming out. Um, trailer will be on the website also. And yeah, so that's about it. If you want to contact us, you can do so at kvgto4 at gmail.com. Our website at um, kvgtpodcast.com. Our Facebook at www.facebook.com. Slash kvgtpodcast. And we're we're on Twitter at kvgtpodcast. I am at kvgtjeremy and Patrick is at... Big Solo six four Miles, you have a Twitter yourself, don't you? Uh, I I did, but uh, you can reach me on Facebook at Miles Temple or uh, Instagram at Miles Davis Jr. So there you go. All right. And um, just to mention um, that we're st- I'm still taking a pre-registration for the book club that I'm starting um, sometime early to, mid- early to mid next year. You can go to uh, either kvgtpodcast.com or jeremycollier.com to sign up right at the top. Um, as always, the Nerdgasm Network at nerdgasmnetwork.com. And even though we didn't talk about it this week because neither of us played our, our game since this we've it's only been three days since we recorded the last episode. Uh, Nerdgasm Video Game Series Challenge at nerdgasmnetwork.blogspot.com. Uh, go check out extraplay.info, rpgweekly.com, nocorders.net, Super Brother. Every week, man. Every week. Superbudgetbrothers.com and the Intrepid Audio Productions at beyondtheheadset.co. All right. And that's it for this week. So, uh, any last words? Uh, actually, yeah, I wanted to add a little something-something. There, uh, there's, there's breaking news in right now, actually. I don't know if any – I know Pat owns an iPhone. I don't know if what kind of cell phone you have, Jeremy. Oh, he's, he's totally against iPhone, by the way. 
Oh, okay. Come on. Well, well, you know, hey, I, I got an iPhone. You know, I'm not, I'm not against droids. You know, to each, to each their own, to each their own. But there is breaking news. There might be a, a jailbreak coming soon for the iPhone. So that's, that's nice. good news to hear. So I just want to let everybody know. That's all. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Definitely. All right. Uh, and thanks for joining us, Miles. It's uh, been a pleasure. Oh, and uh, what it do since I didn't get introduced at the beginning? So yeah, I know. <laughs> well, I said your name, but then you just kind of took over and introduced Miles. So <laughs> yeah, we all know who Pat is. Yeah, I mean, everyone knows that voice. It's so annoying. I mean, everyone uh, know me. It's like I'm a superstar, but late at night, something ain't right. Oh, sorry. All right, <laughs> everyone have a good week, and we'll see you next week. All right, you too. <laughs>